1: Welcome to Homestand Sports, the podcast for the passionate fan. I'm your host, Albert Vartanian, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Justin Pooney, who believes the Leafs have reached DEFCON 2 on the injury scale. Well, that's not good, but on today's show, Joseph Wall is injured. We don't know for how long, but is this potentially missed the playoffs, bad? What if he's out for longer than expected? Who should they pursue in the trade market? And reports suggest that the Leafs are interested in defenseman Rasmus Ristolainen, but should they be? we got a lot to get to, so let's get this party started. I'm Albert Vartanian, and this is Homestand Sports. Justin, we got some bad news in Leafland last night. Yes, they beat the Ottawa Senators 4-3, to but Joseph Wall goes down, uh, sustained an apparent left leg injury, couldn't put any weight on it. We have no update on how long he'll be out, but Sheldon Keefe after the game did say he's going to, quote, miss some time. Bad news for this uh, injury-ravaged Toronto Maple Leafs team mm-hmm. so far, but now you're missing your number one goalie. Your initial reaction and what's next for the Toronto Maple Leafs, if you are, Brad, you living.
2: Yeah, when I was watching that game and I saw that, I mean, it, it looked kind of harmless when it happened, but then when I had to see him get helped off the ice, I actually immediately thought about you, Albert, which is kind of weird, because <laughs> the other, our previous episode, we talked about what happens if Wall gets hurt and what happens, and sure enough, it happened. He got hurt. Um, look, he was the reason they won that game last night he was the number one star he's been playing lights out of late i cannot refute that i cannot deny that he has been their best player the most consistent player of late and now that he's going to miss some time again we don't know what i assume and i'm speculating is he's probably going to get an mri and they're going to you know figure out what's really going on and we might find out later on today um But if I'm the Toronto Maple Leafs, you must know already or have a good inclination on how long he's going to be out. If he's out week to week, then okay, you have Samsonov and you have Jones to lean on, right? Samsonov's probably. I don't know. We'll see what happens if he how many games he plays, or do you lean on Martin Jones, who came in relief? We don't know. Um, but that's gonna be the tandem. If it's longer than that, Albert, uh, you also now you gotta investigate defensemen, but you gotta investigate the goalie market yeah. too. Um, because you need to surefire fire that up because you cannot run this tandem for an extended period of time and expect to have success. They're in a wild card position right now, Albert, but would we be surprised with this goaltending tandem if they the bottom kind of falls out of the Toronto Maple Leafs and they are out of a playoff spot by the time Joseph Wall comes back? So the pressure is on this front office to build, sorry, not build, but to figure out this situation and make the necessary adjustments needed um, for Joseph Wall if he's going to miss a significant amount of time. And to do
1: it while you're up against the cap is no good this yeah. is bad this is really bad we don't know how long he's out i saw some doctor on twitter x say that maybe it's just a cramp i don't know how you diagnose that just yeah. a cramp you can't stand on one leg but if that's the case that's best case scenario for Leafs. i don't think that's going to be the case i'm not going to speculate on the injury and how long he's going to be out let's assume that it's one month okay yeah let's assume you're going to have to ride samson off and of martin jones like you said samson off now knows for sure moving forward he is the number one guy. That's a scary proposition considering how poorly he's played this Mm -hmm. season. He has confidence issues. He's also sick at the moment. That's why Martin Jones was the backup last night is because Samsonov wasn't ready to go. So coming up this Saturday, they got the Preds. Are you going to go with Samsonov, who can still be maybe weak and sick? Are you going to ride Martin Jones? Nevertheless, it's not great. And it's also not great because the Leafs have been relying on Joseph Wall to win these games. The team's past eight games have been decided by a single goal. That's because of Joseph Wall. The only reason they won that game last night against the Sens was because of him. The guy had to make five-star saves throughout the entire game. That guy was doing more splits than Jean-Claude Van Damme in Bloodsport. The whole time. Ooh, what a the reference. whole time this guy was doing the splits. No wonder he got hurt. He had to make spectacular save after spectacular save. And he, it came at such a bad time, Justin. I mean, mm-hmm. it's good in a way because it's early in the season. You'd rather this happen in December than March. But. I felt like we're at the moment in time where Joseph Wall was making that position his, and the Leafs haven't had that in a very long time. When's the last time they drafted a goalie and developed him? James Reimer, James. a player who's on the market. We'll talk about that shortly. Ooh. But it's just such a bad time for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Not only do you have you know crucial injuries at the back end, you have AHL defensemen in there, and so you need your goalie to really be at the top of his game. And now you're bringing him Samsonov and Jones, who obviously can do a job. Samsonov was a top-five mm-hmm. goalie statistically last season. I just don't see that he can turn it around that quickly right now. Will he turn it around? Maybe. But he has to do it in such a short amount of time, right. it's going to hurt the Toronto Maple Leafs.
2: Well, Albert, here's a one positive spin to off being the clear-cut number one. He knows that now mentally, right? So he doesn't have to be worried about if he lets in a bad goal, he might never see the ice ever I've again. I've heard that
1: too. I don't know if I necessarily believe that, though. You but think You think, confidence don't, you think the pressure goalies. is off of his shoulders because Wall's hurt?
2: No, there's pressure, of course. But I'm saying in the immediate moment in the game, if he lets in a softie, he knows he's not going to get pulled right away and that he's not going to play for the next four games, right? The is a little bit longer because Albert after Martin Jones if you look at the Toronto Marlies goalie depth chart that I'm looking at right now Eric Shalgren, Luke Kavlin, Brendan Bonello. No, it'd be Dennis I, Hildeby. Be the yeah, Dennis Hill, right? Yeah. So Hildeby. I, I don't look. They're running very thin on defense, they're running even thinner on goaltending now, right? Again, I'm going to say it's every single time if you are Bradtree living, you have to do something. You cannot sit here and watch your players drop like flies. You have to be proactive. You're invent like this is not good. This is a defcon I wouldn't say defcon 1, but we're at a defcon, you know, 2 to 3, depending right? on how long he's out. Depending up. on I mean, how long he's out, right? That, but right? Albert, this is your number 1 goalie. This is the guy that you mentioned has been winning you a lot of these one-goal games in these situations. You lose that What's to say that you're in these one-goal games still, but they go the other way for the next eight games, right? What happens if you lose, you know, the next five out of six, right? then the pressure's really on Albert so you need to get ahead of this you need to be proactive about this and if I'm Brad Tree Living I pick up the phone I don't care I'm calling Montreal because they got a couple goalies that can be dealt and I know you don't want to trade within the division that's something you have to look at because you are in a very very tough predicament right now on top of your already weak defense core.
1: you're going to see a heavy dose of both those goalies in December they have 11 games remaining two back to back so you're going to see Martin Jones uh, probably quite a bit Sheldon Keefe even mentioned this before Joseph Wall got hurt he goes we're going to two goalies this month. There's so many games going to be back to back so they were going to lean on Samsonov regardless. He just ends up being the number one guy and if Samsonov can't find his form quickly the Leafs are going to lose so many games this month. I, the, I, we're assuming that it's one month. I don't know why we're assuming it's one month but let's just assume it's one month. This is This is really bad for a team who's barely in a wild card being chased down by the Tampa Bay Lightning. And Detroit just got better. I don't want to go over the Atlantic Division, as we always do, but this is probably worst-case scenario for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Positive spin. It's in December. It's not in March. Um, But there's a lot of work to do here because Brad Tree Living is saying he's not liking some of the prices he potentially has to pay for defensemen. Mm. If he needs a goalie, you look at the market. Let's just look at free agents, just to start with, right? You got Mike Smith, who's 41. We don't even know what he's doing. He's probably on the couch right now. Halak is 38. Brian Elliott, and then it's just a bunch of whoever's below them. And you're probably not going to look into that market because are those goaltenders better than Samsonoff or Martin Jones? No. No. And then, okay, let's look at the trade market. Chris Johnson put out a trade board on The Athletic. You can go and check it out. Uh, Jake Allen is a goaltender that's on there, like Mm -hmm. you mentioned. 3.85 to 2025. That's more than what Samsonoff makes. That doesn't make sense. Then there's James Reimer in Detroit, $1.5 in and is a UFA. So there's there's maybe, if you count some of those free agents, a handful of goalies mm-hmm. who could potentially do a job. But the market is not great. And if you want to go out and get a, a true number one, depending on how long Wall is out, now you're going to have to sacrifice potentially your first-round pick and maybe some players.
2: Fire up the John Gibson rumors once dude, it's again not, in Toronto.
1: It, you're right. This is bad for the Toronto Leafs. Uh, you cannot sugarcoat this thing, dude.
2: In the next 10 days, they play six times, right? That's all big sample size where they fall down and they
1: maybe win two out of those six (laughs) i think that's too much martin jones yeah
2: that's a whole lot of martin jones playing time that i think anybody expected um i feel bad for joseph wall because again goaltending is such a rhythm based position and he was in a groove right now when he comes back he's gonna be cold he hasn't gonna play in whatever extended period amount of time what's he gonna be like when he comes back or you know then If Samsonov plays well, do we go back to Joseph Wall? (laughs) Do we stick with Samsonov? That whole question could arise too. So this is not good. The questions are a a billion in Toronto, including Shohei Otani, but also the Leafs' (laughs) goaltending situation. So Albert... It's not looking good, bruv.
1: No, it's not looking good. Maybe Shohei Ohtani, if he does sign here, can play in net for the Toronto Maple oh, Leafs. Tree Living it. actually made a joke on TSN Radio. It wasn't a joke. I was like, uh, he's like, can Otani play uh, right-handed D and on the third line? So lame. For 600 so million. Hey, come man. on, he's making a joke. Take it easy. But uh, this is not a joke for the Toronto Maple Leafs. We'll see what happens. Um, they play the Predators this Saturday. Their favorite at home. Homecoming revenge game for Ryan O'Reilly. Who else is <laughs> on that team? Shen? I don't think he's playing, though. I don't think Shen's playing. So Ryan O'Reilly be up for it. Uh, we'll talk to Stephen Sahoyas of North Star Bets after the break. He'll give us his take on that game and why he's leaning towards the Nashville Predators. All right, fresh from the tarmac at Pearson International Airport, it's Stephen Sahoyas of North Star Bets trying to
0: track down where in the world is Shohei Otani. Do you have any news for us, Stevie? Well, look, my jet tracking sources have been a little quiet today, so I don't know (laughs) if that's a good thing or a bad thing for for the Otani to the Blue Jays campaign. But we'll see. What This is exciting. It's exciting. I still, I'm an optimistic person by nature, but I don't know why I'm so pessimistic. I just don't think the Jays are going to end up with Otani. I, I just don't believe it to happen.
2: You're building your hopes. You're setting your expectations low, so when the blow
1: does happen that he signs with the Dodgers, it won't hurt as much. Let's just say it's going to happen. As of right now, we have no information. If it breaks during the show, maybe we'll talk about it. But we should probably talk about some breaking news coming out of the Leafs camp yesterday. Joseph Wall stood on his head. Me and Pooney talked about this earlier on in the show. Um, It's a huge blow for the Leafs. No update yet on how long he'll be out. But what, what was your reaction when you saw Joseph Wall go down?
0: It was just a weird play, right? It seemed pretty innocent when I first saw it. Then you watch it back, and you're still trying to piece together what what really happened. But he was obviously in a lot of pain, had to be helped off the ice. And this is a tough blow. The kid was having a good start to the season. like He was really cementing himself as the number one goalie in Toronto. Now the Leafs, the, the one good thing is they have a little bit of organizational depth. But I think they're in a situation now where if you have like two or three goalies, you really have no goalies because Samsonov has been bad. Martin Jones, the track record there isn't anything the Leaf fans want to even look at. So they're in a bit of a situation now where hopefully Wall is able to come back in a month or two. If it's anything longer than that, now you're really scrambling because the goaltending market is not uh, it's there's not a lot of teams looking to deal uh, upgrades from what the Leafs have already.
2: Yeah, Stevie, I wanted to touch on that. If it is a longer-term injury, like he's out for a month or potentially a couple months, um, do you then, if you're Brad Shiffen, then do you go call Montreal for a guy like Jake Allen or Caden Primo? Do you do you make a move to sure up your goaltending, or do you just let Samson off and Jones run the course?
0: I think you have to let them run the course. Like I, I believe this is why they're here in the first place. Like the, the issue is you could go trade for an Allen or Montembeau. You can call Montreal up and see which one they're, they're willing to deal. But you're going to have to give up a decent amount. Montreal's not going to trade within the division uh, for pennies on the dollars. So it's it's not a great fit when you're looking at team-wise, and then you start looking around the league at other options, and there's just there's not a lot of guys. You're just hoping one of the guys that you have can catch lightning in a bottle, because you could even make a trade, and this is where I think the issue is with goalies. You can make a trade for a guy that you think is an upgrade, and he comes in and he stinks, and then you're no better off than you were, and now you've lost draft capital, something the Leafs don't have a lot of already in a trade. So I think the Leafs have to ride it out with these two and hope that it's a quick recovery for Wall.
1: Yeah, and it's going to have to start soon. This Saturday, they got the Nashville Predators uh, at Scotiabank. Leafs minus 190 at the moment at North Star Bets. I mean, with this goaltending situation at the moment, uh, do you agree with how the odds are looking at the Leafs for Saturday night?
0: I think the play is the Preds. They've been really hot. They've won like nine of their last 11 games. Their offense has really opened up this year. A bit of a new philosophy with the new head coach. They've been playing a little bit more offensively minded. And you're seeing guys like Philip Forsberg, Ryan O'Reilly, really having strong years there in Nashville. So I think the Preds are the play here. They're, they're about even in goaltending already. They're both like bottom half of the, the league teams when it comes to uh, team save percentage. And you've got Both teams in the upper half of the league in goals per game. So I'd take the Predators in this spot. I know it's a road game for Nashville, and being at home at Bridgestone is a big advantage for that team. But given the uncertainty of between of who's between the pipes for the Maple Leafs, I'm going to go with Nashville as a pretty sizable road underdog.
1: Yeah, plus 155 is a nice price, Justin. Absolutely, I want to stay in the West
2: and I want to look at the L.A. Kings, a team that has second in the Pacific Division with 15 wins. Uh, sorry, 16 wins with only 23 games played. Uh, Rob Blake has done a fantastic job building this team. I know when we talk with the West, Vegas gets a lot of the notoriety along with Colorado, but are the L.A. Kings? In that same class as Colorado and Vegas, as legit cup contenders in the West? Yes.
0: They are. I heard uh, I heard Albert whisper <laughs> yes, and he's correct. They are. I haven't put down on them to win the cup yet, but I am getting very close. Uh, this has been a team that has exceeded expectations, but it shouldn't be a surprise because they have built this thing the right way. They drafted well. But they didn't just bank on all these prospects coming into the NHL and being impact players like the Buffalo Sabres did. Talk about a, a bit of a disaster this year. Buffalo's underperformed everybody's expectations, and now they're stuck with prospects who may or may not even be NHL-caliber players. Now, uh, what, what the LA Kings did was they said, okay, we're going to keep a few of these select high-end prospects. Some of these other good prospects, we're going to use to bring in legit NHL talent. They added... Kevin Fiala uh, the previous offseason who was a big addition. Then they go out and they add Pierre-Luc Dubois this previous offseason. They've turned those prospects into legit NHLers and they've let guys like Quentin Byfield come in and develop and they have really reaped the rewards and done a great job rebuilding that roster back up.
1: Stevie, I'm going to give you two bets and I want you to tell me which, which one you'd rather. You got the LA Kings a plus 550 to win the Western Conference or the Kings to win the Cup at 14-1? to 1.
0: I'm going to go Kings to win the cup at 14-1. to oh. I am not really sold on anybody other than the Rangers in the Eastern Conference. That might be a surprise because you see the Bruins banner hanging in the background. But I don't think Boston has played to what its record is. I really do think they've overachieved in the early going. To me, Florida, they've been just okay. The offense hasn't been very good this year. They've been getting decent goaltending. And then you got a lot of holes with teams with like Carolina. Goaltending remains a big issue. And I just don't see actually the uh, powerhouses in the east like i do in the west i actually think it might be a little bit more difficult to get through that division it's not as deep uh as maybe the the east is when you look at the teams that are on the outside looking in being playoff caliber teams but i do think that there are more challenges in the west so if you're going to bet the kings i think the play is to bet them to win the cup because i think they'll be able to take on the higher ranked teams in the east and they match up well against them
2: Mm -hmm. Alex Ovechkin, Stevie. Uh, He's currently sitting at 827 career goals mired in a bad year. Five goals only projected to get 18 this season. Um, We obviously know he's trying to chase Gretzky in the all-time goal-scoring record. From what you're seeing so far of Ovi this season, can he turn around and pick up back to where the pace he needs to get to potentially break that record?
0: I'm not going to discount or or, or undercredit Ovi. He's... If anyone can turn it around and just go on a wicked hot goal streak, it's him. But I think we've run into the issue where we try to project out a guy who's in his late 30s and say, oh, you know what, he's only, let's say he's 67 goals behind Gretzky now. Okay, so if he keeps scoring at 40 goals pace for the next two, three years, he'll pass Gretzky no problem it doesn't work like that. The the age jump from 36 to 37 from 37 to 38 and so forth is a way different age jump than the 26 to 27, 27 to 28. You really have started to see a bit of a decline in Ovechkin's game. And this is a Washington team. That's actually winning games because of its defense and its goaltending. They're not playing in these high scoring, uh, shootouts that that Mm -hmm. we've become Mm -hmm. accustomed to with Washington. So, A bit of a philosophical change, a bit more of a defense-oriented approach in Washington. It might take Ovi a little bit longer. I think he plays until he beats the record, but it's going to take a lot longer than I think everyone initially thought entering this year. So his
1: worst goal-scoring season was 2020-2021. He only played 45 games. I think that was the the COVID year, right? Scored 24 goals. Mm -hmm. Does he hit that number this season?
0: I'm gonna say yes. I'm okay. gonna say I think that's a good. I think that's a good over under actually, because if anyone, there's still like you know 50 to 60 <laughs> games left in the year. Ovi can definitely score like 20 goals in the next 50 to 60 games. So I, but I do think that's a good mark considering how he's played. Great, look at you, Albert. That was fantastic. You should be setting the lines here,
1: dude. T- listen, if you guys need a capper over at Northstar Vets, <laughs> I'm your guy. I'm just saying, man. I'm just saying, I got the numbers down here for you, Stevie. <laughs> Yeah, it'll be a good season. Um, though. I, yeah, I hope I'll he hits hope it. Was, I want I want yeah. him to chase him down. I want him to break the record. But, I mean, who knows? Listen, you can start getting a little bit older. The team's not great. Like you said, Stevie, maybe it doesn't happen. Or maybe it just takes a little bit longer. We'll have to wait and see. But, Stevie, thanks so much for doing this. Head back to Pearson Airport and let us know where Otani is, please.
0: Yeah, no worries. I'm going to get my uh, bright orange uh, <laughs> vest on and get the lights going. And uh, I'll see what my tracking buddies are saying right now. See what jets are in the air and which ones aren't.
1: Thanks, buddy. That's Steven Sahoyas of North Star Bets.
2: Well, Albert, the rumors circulate all over Toronto sports. We're talking about Otani, but also... Rasmus Ristalainen oh coming in to be the savior of the Toronto Maple Leafs defense court. Uh, this is what Elliot Friedman had to say on his 32 thoughts column. I do think Toronto has taking a look at Philadelphia's Rasmus Ristalainen who has 3 seasons remaining on a 5 year 25.5 million dollar contract cap problems concerned everywhere over the, well, about that statement but I don't believe the Flyers are eager to give him away. There's no rush for them to do anything while their group is playing well. That's not to say it couldn't be something down the road, but when the team is competing hard, getting good results, and generally doing what is being asked of them, why throw a stink bomb into your
1: dressing room? Rasmus Ristolainen is a stink bomb? <laughs> this makes... Okay, listen. I get there's rumors, yeah. and I trust Elliott Friedman as one of the insiders in the NHL, but this makes no sense to me. Ristelainen is making, what, 5.1 mm-hmm. to the cap. That's his cap hit. He's under contract until 2028. Uh, he started off the season with an undisclosed injury. And at best, at best, he is a solid third-pairing guy. And you're going to ask, what, Philly, to retain some of that salary and, what, pay $2.6 million or whatever it is, $2.5 million? Yeah. If they even want to retain that, if they even want to trade him. This makes no sense to me. I do understand the Leafs need defense. We keep talking about it. Mm-hmm. They have to get some enforcements in here very, very soon. But, listen, at this price tag and for the player that you're getting, I know he's got that quote-unquote snot about him, but it just this doesn't make any sense to me.
2: Albert, I think That this trade could eventually happen. Look, the Flyers are doing
1: what? You know, okay, hold on. But what does he actually bring to the Toronto Maple
2: Leafs? A NHL caliber defensive for body. five million dollars. It's the, again the contract, regardless, that's not worth it. He's not worth 5.1 right. million dollars for sure. But when you look at the dire situation that they're in, they need an NHL able body, right? So, do you bring in Erasmus Mr. Linen during this season? No, I don't think so during this season, but I think in the off season this could happen. I could see something where, for example, and again I'm just speculating here. This might I'm gonna throw it to the wall see if it sticks. But what happens if they decide okay we got to trade one of these core four guys, Marner, to Philadelphia, right for Ristolainen, throwing a, you know your guy Bobby Brink. <laughs> Couple picks, Come maybe a couple on. more pros. What are
1: you saying right now? I'm just saying this, this could, is craziness This is what
2: you're talking. I'm not saying is gonna be the centerpiece of a deal, but I'm saying he could be something a part of a bigger deal, right? Because sure. he's got a big price tag, and I'm saying maybe Marner to Philly in the off for Bobby Brink, Ristlin in. I don't know. We've the Leafs can't. T- the Leafs cannot
1: you. take on this salary. It doesn't matter who it is. It could be Bobby <laughs> Orr. They still can't take on this salary. And then you have Tanev out there who makes less. Yeah, but Tanev's going to go one you go year but you've got to re Tanev, though. You have, okay, well, you're going to assume that you can re-sign him. Let's right. just assume That's that an can assumption. happen. It's an assumption. But I would rather go after Tanev, who makes less, better defenseman, can play as the number one guy years on the though. right-hand side, but he still can, with Morgan Riley, then go after to Line at a 5.1. got to pay him until 2028. It makes no sense. I don't know, but, but so, again...
2: You talk about, you know, the, the trade bay, the biggest m- names on the board and stuff like that. And it's centered mostly around Calgary. That's like the epicenter of what's going to happen at the trade. Yeah. You've got Elias Lindholm, Tanev, Hannafin, right? Those are the th- big three guys on the market right now. Well, Hannafin makes 4.95. Um, and then he's also a UFA, right? And he's a lot younger. He's, what, 26 years old. So... I don't think the Leafs are going to be able to acquire Nono Hannafin because that's going to be a big, big price tag that the Flames are going to be asked for. Can you get a Chris Tanev? Yes. But again, the problem is the money situation, right? How do you make the money work? Um, I think that if this Ristolainen thing has any legs to it, like I said, it's going to be an off-season move here. It's not going to be an in-season move because the Leafs are so strapped up against the cap. They don't have any flexibility to make a move to bring in even a TANF type salary in because no. nobody wants to retain. Nobody's going to retain unless you add a high level pick, right? Or, you know, a prospect or something to sweeten the value up. And the Leafs aren't going to trade nice. They're not going to trade Robertson. They're not going to give up that first round pick. You mentioned before that Brad Bradford Living doesn't like the prices. They're too high for a defenseman right now. Well, that's what happens when injuries happen and teams can smell the desperation on you. They're going to jack the price up because they know you have a, they have you in a corner. Right, so if I'm Craig Conroy and Brad Trelovy calls me once again, right, for Chris Tannef, or maybe Noah Hannafin, I'm gonna be like Brad. I told you the the Dorov situation. You, I don't want to retain salary, right? So you gotta figure that out on your own and then come talk to me. Yeah. Right. Same thing with Philly. Philly's in a situation where yes, they have Torts. They're kind of in like a transition period where they have some young pieces coming in, but they still have you know their older guys there and they have a veteran coach in Torts, right? I don't think Philly wants to take on retaining salary in any trade, whether it's a rental or a, a permanent move Real, like Realistically,
1: on. no one wants to. Retain Nobody salary. wants to,
2: right? Now, if you trade for a team, like, say, for example, Tyson Berry, right? His.
1: There's, <laughs> uh, not this again.
2: <laughs> what? Like Tyson Berry is. He's looking, been so
1: bad that the Preds are kicking been, him out. Yeah, they're, they're like, listen, kicking go do you want. Right? Now.
2: They could retain some salary on Tyson Berry. You tell me right now you wouldn't take Tyson Berry on this Toronto Maple Leafs defense corps? I mean, for what? How much? Something Again. They retain some salary. You do it for like a third or a third or fifth round pick. I mean,
1: I think you look at other options because, you, I mean, you need some offense from the defensive end, but you need defense. You need some shutdown guys, and Tyson yeah. Berry isn't that guy. Go look at who's available, right? Sean Walker, another guy on from the Philly. Philadelphia Flyers. 2.65 million. Labushkin, 2.75 million. Ethan Bear is out there. You can get as a free agent. Well, so, no, what I'm saying is – Ristalinen, okay I'm sure he's a good player I don't think he's that great to be completely honest with you A bit overrated. but why would you be going looking at a guy who's worth 5.1 million at this moment when there's other players out there who can fill in these gaps at a cheaper price and a price that you probably don't have to pay that much for Well, I've this, been, is, this is what I mean by this yeah. whole Linen thing
2: and it's been reported that the Leafs are going to be in Kelowna British Columbia to watch Ethan Bear skate because a bunch of teams are going to be there now it is out there that the Canucks are the favorites because of the familiarity they have with the Bears. Devils want him too the Devils want him as well but the if teams are getting involved in Baird, it's going to be a bit of a bidding war, right? Yeah. And can the Leafs afford to get in a bidding war for a guy who, let's face it, is going to be a bottom pair defenseman? Then you mentioned other guys. You know, you got Mike Matheson out of Montreal, right? He's got two years at 4.87 million. That's not going to
1: work out. I don't right? see the Habs trading within the division.
2: Yeah, though. then you, even if you want to go with Matt Dumba out of Arizona, 3.9 million. That's a bit less than Tanev and all these other guys, but. Matt Dumba's not known for his defensive prowess, right? Hell, he's not even scoring that yeah, the much. The
1: Wild are turning it around since they fired Dean Everson. Yeah. They're playing better. Same thing with Philly. Philly's playing better. The Sharks are playing better. So all these teams where you assume we're selling, the Flames are playing, playing better, don't necessarily have to jump the gun right now. They can wait.
2: Even a guy like Philip Broberg out of Edmonton. Who's not getting any ice time?
1: Again, these cheap. guys, yeah, you gotta look for cheap players at the yeah. moment. But this alignment thing has kind of done my head in. I, I just I don't I'm understand you, it. I'm like telling 0. you, point right one now. million for for a guy who's what? I think he his his career high in points is like forty points.
2: Yeah, what he's not. He, he's been, he had all those years in Buffalo where he wasn't very good. Somehow got a big deal out of Philly. Who's uh, a better
1: defenseman, Ethan Bear or Ristolainen? That's close. My I mean, point exactly. exactly what
2: I'm, my point exactly. Um even like Andrew Peake out of Columbus, right? There's guys out there that are on the cheap that you can make moves for. Yeah. Um, it just depends on what Brad Tree Living wants to offer up. Um, a guy like Tony D'Angelo. I know Tony D'Angelo <laughs> has so much baggage. Lots, right? So much baggage. He's a scumbag of a person, right? But he has, you know, he's cheap. <laughs>
1: Is that a move that Leafs make? That's I, not I, a great pitch, though. I, hey, hey, Brad, listen, I got this guy. Listen, a, a bit of a scumbag as a per- person. He's but- cheap. Oh, you can fit him in though. What do yeah. you think? That's not going to happen. So, I don't know. They the Leafs got listen, they got a, they got they have a lot to do, but just back on this and thing, 5.1 makes no sense. I think it it's a wait and see with him if you can get him at a cheap price at, at maybe like you said in the offseason, then go for it right now. You got to find some cheap players to fill some holes or just go after the big dog in Tanef who we know for a fact. We know for a fact Brad Tree Living wants him. And maybe when it comes to salary retention, maybe Calgary will will change their point of view on that because they're not they're not taking salary on two players. This is just one player. They, remember, they wanted salary retention on Zadorov and Tanev. It's not going to happen. So It's probably not going to happen, but I don't think Ryssalainen is going to happen. Get ready either. for some more Simon Benoit ice time. Oh it's nice. He's actually been pretty good. Yeah. All right, that's it from us at Homestand Sports. Thanks again for listening. We'll be dropping episodes throughout the week, so keep your eyes peeled for that. You can find Homestand Sports anywhere you download your podcasts, including Apple and Spotify. Thanks again for listening. I'm Albert Vartanian, and this has been Homestand Sports.